Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got tremendous three hours coming up for you as here in segment number one, we're going to be a little bit all over the place because we saw some interesting happenings in the NBA. We saw the Philadelphia Phillies pound five home runs in the World Series. We saw a record amount of trades in the NFL. We saw some suspensions with Michigan State, so... I mean, we've got it all going on, so we're going to need to hit it all tonight as we've got college football, we've got some NBA, we've got MLB, NFL. You're able to go down the line, and if time allows, we're going to be going to some college basketball. If we can't get to that, at GNNRSquirty1 on Twitter, I came out with my initial openers for the college basketball season, which is going to be November 7th, so we've got you guys all covered there, and we've got a trio of great guest spots that are going to be coming up as we're going to have a little bit of a baseball roundtable and our number two Anthony DeBundo he is going to be joined by Justin Perry Justin Perry is over there at Shot Quality Bets and say we're going to need to get him on during the college basketball season then Anthony does great work over at Action Network they are going to be joining me we're going to be recapping game three of the World Series and by then hopefully we're able to get the numbers to simmer down a little bit for game four and get their thoughts there as as I'm doing this right now, the game three or the game four openers of the World Series are starting to come out and they're starting to populate. So we should have a little bit of a better understanding of those within about an hour or so. Frank Schwab in hour number one is going to fill the void for that. He does an amazing job. Taking a look at the NFL for Yahoo Sports. No question about it. We're going to need to take a look at some of these teams and 
just the new look aspect of them as we saw a whole bunch of trades in the NFL on Tuesday, 10 in total. So we're going to be diving in there. Hour number three, we're going to be joined by Ryan Kramer. Who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, covering all forms of football with him. We're going to be taking a look at some NFL. If we're able to, we're going to try to get a little bit of college as well as we've got Maction that is going down as well. That happened on Tuesday. That lingers into Wednesday. And then when it comes to Thursday, we got, got a few games as well. So we've got everything in the sports world happening right now. But I do think that first things first, we've got to react a little bit to what we did see in Philadelphia, which has really become the epicenter of the sports world. As 76ers have gotten off to a little bit of a rough start to the season, but that said, the Phillies, they take down the Astros by a count of 7-0. to Speaking of 7-0, to that would be the Eagles record 7-0 and thus far this season. They're going to be playing on Thursday Night Football. If you're an MLS fan, the, the Philadelphia team out there, the Union, they've been... Playing some great soccer this year as well. Villanova basketball is going to be back before we know it. The Philly Five teams in general, they're always a lot of fun to take a look at. And with their Philadelphia Phillies, I think that this is a prime example of a team that they just get hot and they keep on rolling. And this is something to where I think it's very tricky to handicap because we see it time and time again. I think that a big prime example of this is the NCAA tournament where you find that team that They were like number two, number three in their conference. They go on a nice run. They win their conference tournament to get a 13-14 seed in the NCAA tournament. They then win a game in the NCAA tournament. They win another game, and it becomes when does the steam finally run out? And for the Philadelphia Phillies, it might not run out because it would be very much likened to the other teams in the NL East that we've seen over the last few seasons. Washington Nationals in 2019 they were a wild card team. They go on to win the whole shebang after it looked like they might not win that game against the Milwaukee Brewers. We saw it last year, a team that actually did win their division in the Atlanta Braves. But for the Braves, they were a 500 team going into the trade deadline. They trade and they pretty much remake their entire outfield. And then boom, they catch lightning in a bottle. They run off all those wins. Kyle Wright gives them some good innings, and he really carried that into the 2022 season as well. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that, I mean, four weeks ago, I was taking a look at this team, them versus Milwaukee Brewers for that final wildcard spot, and there were jokes that it was like being out to dinner with two people that were on a diet being like, no thanks, I'm watching my figure, as the final wildcard spot was handed to them on a silver platter for both of those teams, and the Phillies finally We'll take hold of it the final few days of the regular season. Now here they are, two games away from being able to win the World Series. And these are the stories that, in my opinion, for one, just make sports so great in general. But, dude, like I mentioned, a little bit of a tough handicap. Because if you take a look at the entirety of the season, the Houston Astros, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They've got more pitching depth, and I feel like that's very big, and that's where the rain out on Monday, I think, really came into play, because with the rain out on Monday, it essentially turned the seven-game series into a five-game series, because you had the series tied up one-to-one, you now had two straight days off, and assuming that we do go back to Houston, there is going to be a travel day as well, so instead of the MLB season going at the maximum until Saturday. It is going to go at the maximum until Sunday, which would mean that between the baseball and the basketball season for me, that would be zero days off, and I would not have it any other way personally. But that said, with the Philadelphia Phillies, being able to shorten that series, being able to utilize all of their guns in the bullpen, 
that is just absolutely massive for them as they were able to do a nice job of being able to mix and match in this game for a win. And what we really are underestimating with the Philadelphia Phillies, in my opinion, is just what the crowd has been able to give them as well. Because you take a look at home field advantage, home court advantage, you're able to go down the line and it always plays quite a bit of a factor. And in the playoffs, it always does pose for a little bit more of a factor because I mean, you just take a look at all the crowds that we've seen this postseason. Houston was absolutely rocking for the first two games of the World Series. You're even able to go back to that Padres versus Phillies series. The San Diego fans, they came out in droves for their team, but this Philadelphia crowd, I mean, it has been absolutely remarkable. It feels like the Phillies have become sort of this national darling in general. And now you take a look at the series as a whole, you're finding the Philadelphia Phillies at minus 145 to win the series. Now, I personally, if I was taking a look at these odds to win the World Series, I still think that you got a whole heck of a lot more value when it comes to just betting it game to game. If you think that the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be able to get the job done, they need to essentially go 2-2 two and two in their next four games. And, well, with the 2-2, two and two, you're going to be probably getting some plus prices. I, I'm taking a look at the line for game four right now, and Right now, the Houston Astros in a lot of places, very, very slight favorites. I'm finding them between about minus 105 to minus 110. So you're going to be getting in the neighborhood of even money on the Philadelphia Phillies. So you're still able to get good value there. And then for the Houston Astros, they need to win three out of their next four. You just bet the Houston Astros all four games. They go three and one. You're certainly going to be able to pull out a little bit more value there. So I do think that that is something to watch out for, but we shall see where things progress. But I do think that momentum, it certainly is on the side of the Philadelphia Phillies and just been thoroughly impressed by what this team has been able to do. You wonder if there's going to be a little bit of a St. Peter's Peacocks letdown happening here like we saw against them them going up against North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. At this point, I'm thinking no. I think that this is a little bit more like the Atlanta Braves and what we saw last season, but we shall see. And we're going to be getting more Thoughts on that in hour number two, but also have to get some thoughts on just the wild and crazy day that we saw in terms of the NFL trade deadline as well. And what I think is very important to keep in mind for the NFL trade deadline is that the real impact of all these moves, I really think it's going to be happening a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now. I don't think the big takeaways are going to be happening in week nine of the NFL season. And we've got two very prime examples of this. You remember the L.A. Rams. They won the Super Bowl last year. Their big trade deadline acquisition, that would be Odell Beckham Jr. If you take a look at how Odell Beckham Jr. played when he got to L.A., it took him a week or two to be able to get things down, to be able to really know the system. He was very pedestrian in those first few games. And then once he was able to get down the playbook after two, three weeks or so, he became that impact guy. And if he doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, he most likely wins MVP. Look at Christian McCaffrey. Very limited in his first game with the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, they get pounded in their first game, which they have them against Kansas City Chiefs. Last week, he had a passing touchdown, he had a throwing touchdown, and he had a receiving touchdown. All he needed was a defensive touchdown, and he would have hit for pretty much the NFL cycle. So that is very much an impact right there, and we saw some big moves happening as the Dolphins, they were very active. They get Bradley Chubb. They get the running back in Wilson to be able to help them out. You saw Naheem Himes going to the Buffalo Bills, and these are guys I think are going to be able to make an impact. I was on this show talking last night about the 
line's not being adjusted enough for what we saw in terms of Monday Night Football. That was with the Jamar Chase injury. I felt like it should have been accounted for significantly more because while you didn't see any of the big guys in terms of quarterbacks getting moved, and obviously something like the Calvin Ridley move, that is not going to be making an impact for 2022. You did see quite a few guys I think are going to be able to make a little bit of an impact moving, especially the TJ Hawkinson move, which I think is fairly impactful, especially with Irv Smith. Now being out with a little bit of a lower body injury, you've got to wonder how long he's going to be out of the fold. That's big for a Minnesota Vikings team that has a little bit of a hammerlock right now on the division, and the team that they are that is going to be most likely chasing them in that division, that'd be the Green Bay Packers. They get a good old ribbon of you tried because they didn't make a trade at all. I, it's just uncanny with the Green Bay Packers that they don't make any moves whatsoever. So you do have a lot of movement in terms of the futures market. And honestly, when it comes to what we're going to be seeing in week nine, I do think that the big thing is the teams that they did trade away some pieces, the teams that they were sellers, like the Broncos losing Bradley Chubb. I think that that is absolutely massive for that defense. And it should cause for a little bit of a line move. I just question how much some of these guys are going to be able to make an impact this week. But for those of you guys that are looking a little bit forward, forward, I would say the biggest impact should be taking a look at these look at lines, the lines for week 10 and beyond. Because if you notice, there have been quite a few line moves in terms of what we've all seen for week nine. The week 10 lines are relatively unchanged. I would say that's where your biggest value is right now in terms of the NFL trade deadline, being able to take a look and think, all right, Himes is probably going to be able to provide a little bit of value for the Bills in two weeks or something of that nature, I think is very beneficial to do right now. And what is always beneficial on this show is getting on great guests. My producer, Jason Cotton, does an amazing job of getting these guys on. And coming up next, it's going to be the wonderful Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports making sense of the trade deadline and looking forward to week nine of the NFL season with me next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The basketball season has tipped off. Now is the time to be able to get your VSIN Pro Basketball Guide with all 30 teams covered and analyzed by. The one and only John Von Tobel and all of our hoops experts, they provide strategies and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, and so much more. We've also got five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. You'll able to get access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our guest, Frank Schwab. Does absolutely amazing work over there at Yale Sports. Taking a look at the NFL. And Frank, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. What's going on, Greg? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. And you know what? There's a lot of teams that are doing terrific right now because they were able to get some acquisitions. And Frank, just want to throw this out there. What did you think was the biggest impact move that we did see from everything that happened over the last 24 hours? Because I think without question, the biggest guy that was moved overall in this process was Christian McCaffrey. We saw that on full display on Sunday. But in terms of the moves that were made on Tuesday, which one do you think is going to provide the most impact moving forward? You know, I think the obvious answer would be Bradley Chubb. He fits a need. He's a best player. He's the one that moved for the first round pick. But I'm going to throw out TJ Hawkinson. Part of it is because I think the Dolphins aren't going to catch the Bills anyway, with or without Bradley Chubb. I think they're still a wild card team, which is fine. It's a fine growth season for the Dolphins if they do make the playoffs, even if they're not a division winner. But I think the guy who could really change things is Hawkinson to the Vikings. They just lost Irv Smith. They have a three and a half game lead over the Packers. And I like the fact that they stayed aggressive. Adding Hawkinson, not for a huge price either. I'm not really sure what the Lions are doing. They add Hawkinson where they had a big hole because of the Irv Smith injury. Now they, they can keep their foot on the gas, keep ahead of the Packers, who were surprisingly quiet at the trade deadline. So I, I guess Chubb is the obvious answer, but I'm going to give you Hawkinson because I think that's the one that could actually change a playoff picture more than Bradley Chubb to Miami. Yep, and I do think that in terms of the impact and the impact alone for their respective team, I do think that Chubb is the correct answer, but that said, I'm glad that you brought up Hawkinson because that could be the difference between the Minnesota Vikings winning this division and the Packers perhaps creeping up and not being able to get the job done and with the Green Bay Packers. A good old ribbon of participation for them, even though they didn't make any moves. 
Apparently they tried to, but they weren't able to do any on that front. So we shall see what happens there. And just in terms of all these moves, where do you think the biggest impact is going to be? Because I take a look at all these trades and I just don't think these guys are going to make any sort of an impact in week nine. I think it's really week 10 and beyond for darn near all these guys, even someone on the defense, because it typically takes you a week or two to be able to build some chemistry. You have to travel, so you probably lose a day there. So I just question whether or not any of these guys are really going to be making an impact for this week's games. Yeah, and you really look at it like uh, even with Christian McCaffrey, smart guy, great player. He only came in and really ran a handful of plays for the 49ers their first week. It was the second week where he had the huge, huge impact with the triple crown and touchdowns. I will say pass rushers, it's it's a little easier because with a Bradley Chubb, yeah, he's not going to know the whole defense, but he does know, hey, it's third and eight, go get the quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> he will make an impact that way. So I do think that, that pass rushers a, a little bit easier. One guy who's really interesting is Roquan Smith who's a great, great linebacker, obviously. I really, really like him as an off-ball linebacker, but that is a complicated position. You're in a brand-new defense. You, you get an extra day, I guess, other than these trade deadline guys to, to kind of learn the scheme and all that. But it's it, it, he's a guy who I wonder if it's going to take him a little more time than everybody else, although I think once he gets clicking, him and Patrick Queen at that linebacker core, them getting some pass rushers back. I think he really has a big impact on the Ravens, but I agree with you totally. I don't think very many guys have a huge impact this week. Uh, Hawkinson, who we just talked about, uh, you know, he could come in, he could probably run a handful of package of plays, but he's not going to be full go the first week. It's just too hard in the NFL to pick up a system that quick. Yep, I do agree with you there. As with a lot of those defensive guys, I still remember from the Ravens back in the day, I forget who they were interviewing, but there was like these intricate defensive schemes and everything like that. And then there was a lineman talking and he was like, get the guy with the ball. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what exactly. you got to do. So that's uh, always refreshing. But that said, we've been talking a lot about the acquisition of TJ Hawkins. And let's dive into that game right now. The Minnesota Vikings, they're on the road facing off against commanders. And what I think is one of the trickier games handicap for the week. The Minnesota Vikings, they open up in a lot of places, right around a two and a half to a three-point favorite. Now this has ticked up beyond that critical number of three. We're seeing it at three and a half in most places. Where I sit at Circa is really the lone four that I'm seeing. How do you view this game? Because I do take a look at the commanders and I'm a little bit more bullish on them now that Heineke has been able to get reps under center. It feels like he's bringing a new dynamic for this Washington team. Meanwhile, for the Minnesota Vikings, you mentioned it, bringing in Hawkinson is big. And at the same time with the Minnesota Vikings, I think that their defense has been able to figure it out just a little bit more since what we saw last week against Arizona. So I think it's one of the more fascinating games on the board. Yeah, they're, they're two tough teams to figure out because I think we all know the Vikings are a little over their skis with that record. They're not that good. I mean, they're good. They're a quality team. But they're not a 6-1 and one team, which I think is a record at, at the moment. But on the other end, it's the, the Commanders won. They're 4-4 four four feeling good. But they were down 16-3 to three at the Colts. Great for them to come back. I, I give them full credit. But it's not the type of blowout, dominating win where you say, wow, the Commanders have really showed up. This is a game I probably won't get involved with. And that probably says something about the Vikings because you look at this, you look at a 6-1 first place team with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and an improving defense, like you said. And yet I can't back them at basically a field goal, a little tick above a field goal now. I just, I don't know. I Maybe by Sunday I'll get there, but I don't have enough trust in the Vikings against a, a Washington team that I think is okay. You're right. They, they are better with Heineke. They believe in him. They play, they play hard. He gives them a little bit of a spark. But I still don't believe in them long term. But yet I don't believe in the Vikings either, really. It looks it's just it's just hard to get a grasp on this game. 
considering both teams are kind of uh, mediocre, probably not as good as a wreck. Yeah, I agree with you there because with the Minnesota Vikings, I do like this team. I don't know if I like them enough to cover north of a field goal on the road. Right. And this is another tricky spot because I just mentioned it. The Green Bay Packers didn't make any moves, but for the Detroit Lions, I think the bigger impact that we're going to see from these Week 9 games are not necessarily the guys in their new places, but the teams that traded away pieces. And Hawkinson was one of the bigger targets for the Detroit Lions. Now we're finding them as a 3.5-point underdog, a team that they were already dealing with a whole bunch of offensive issues, dealing with a bunch of injuries. The guys like DeAndre Swift and company, we shall see about his status. But with the Green Bay Packers laying 3.5, there has not been a lot of opportunities where I've wanted to back this team. I did last week against the Buffalo Bills. I think mm-hmm. it's very fair to say that I got lucky on that one. That was one <laughs> that should not have cashed, and I will not apologize about being able to get to the window on that one. But this feels like a good spot for the Green Bay Packers. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, but with the Lions trading away Hawkinson and with the Packers showing a little bit of a heartbeat towards the back half of that game, I think that the Packers can go in and perhaps win this game by a touchdown. Absolutely. I, I'm totally with you here because last week I just throw out the Packers bills game. We knew the bills were going to overwhelm them and they did. Okay. And I was on the same side as you and Hey, never feel bad about cashing with a double exactly. digit underdog, especially because anything can happen. And that's what we saw. The bills kind of led up the Packers got some things going, scored, covered the spread. Good for them. Now you go into a situation where you're punching way down in competition. You're not facing the Buffalo bills anymore. You're facing a lions team that, has been just been folding the tent anytime anything bad happens these past couple of weeks. I really wonder about Dan Campbell, whether he's going to keep the job beyond this year, maybe by the end of the year, if it keeps going this way. It just seems like that team really has lost all of its confidence. And having the TJ Hawkinson traded away right now sends a message to the locker room. Hey, we're not competing anymore. It's it's tough. It's going to be tough to, to motivate these guys. The one thing I do have a problem with with the Packers Thursday right road game, that's a tough spot. It, it always is. But they know their backs against the wall. They can't be three and six. Like that, that's three and six is it's really, really tough to come back from, obviously. So I think you're gonna see a good effort from the Packers. I don't think that they feel that bad coming out of Buffalo because hey, whatever. The Bills are just a better team. I think they get up on the Lions, who have an atrocious defense and the offense has left them too. And I think the Packers get a, a decisive win here. I did not plan it out this way, but let's clean sweep the NFC North because (laughs) the Chicago Bears and the Miami Dolphins both made moves. And with the Dolphins, you got to figure that Bradley Chubb might have the biggest impact this week of any of them. And for the Chicago Bears, they trade for Chase Claypool. So that was interesting. And now you find the Bears as a five to five and a half point underdog. The Bears have been fighting very, very hard this season. And I feel like the Dolphins are very much a mystery to me at this point with everything that we've seen out of them. This is one of the hardest games for me to handicap on the board. And as of right now, I've got no play. I got you. And, you know, to me, the Dolphins really aren't a mystery. This is a team that's 5-0 and and Tua has started and finished games. I think it's a good quality team. I really do. I think that they're not great. They're not the Bills. They're not the Chiefs. They're not in that category. But they are very, very good and a clear playoff team to me a team that could even win a game in the playoffs. So it's it's still hard. It's it's five on the road. The Bears, like you said, they have been competing. Justin Fields is making improvements now. He really is. He's playing a lot better. I, I like the Dolphins. I don't love the Dolphins. But uh, yeah, the Dolphins are a good team to me. Yep, the Dolphins clearly are armed for the Bears. Credit where credit is due. They've been a little bit better than I thought they'd be. But and said, that was a tough loss against Dallas and Coming up next with Frank, we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at week nine of the NFL right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. 
You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change, Zen is going to be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That is EYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Frank Schwab, who does amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports. And we've got to take a look at this game, in my opinion, because I talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday, and I think that's worth bringing up. When the Arizona Cardinals played on the road against the Seattle Seahawks in the middle of October, about three or so weeks ago, the Arizona Cardinals were a two and a half point road favorite without DeAndre Hopkins. Now they're between a one and a half and a two point home favorite against the Seattle Seahawks. No fans or buts about it. A lot of people whiffed on the Seattle Seahawks, and I will raise my hand. I thought that this was going to be a bad team. Now, I didn't disrespect them enough to think that they were going to be the worst team in the NFL. I thought that merely they'd be in the bottom five. So I guess I'll give myself a little bit of a pat on the back there. But where do you stand on this game? Because I certainly do think that the Seattle Seahawks, the record that they have right now is one of those where I think that it's actually real. I think that this is a good team. At the same time, I do fear that with DeAndre Hopkins back at fold, this could be a little bit different than what we saw a few weeks ago. Yeah, it, it could. I, I mean, man, how much has changed since a couple months ago? I saw somebody tweet out that the Packers and the Seahawks have the same Super Bowl odds right now, which just tells you about this season in a nutshell. I was wrong about the Seahawks. Everybody was wrong about the Seahawks. They're a good football team. I totally agree with you. Whereas, you you know, you look at the Giants, the Jets even, some of those teams, they say, eh, they're not as good as their record. I look at the Seahawks and say, this, this is a good quality football team, and they're going to stick in this NFC West race pretty much the whole time. But this does seem like a tricky spot. It's you know, you're going on the road all of a sudden. The Cardinals have a little extra rest. They're playing. I mean, they, they I, I don't think the Cardinals are good by any means, but this seems like the kind of game where they could be competitive. Hopkins obviously made a big, uh, a big impact on their offense. So I don't know. I, I, I'm really stuck here because everything in my analytical mind is telling me the Seahawks are much better to just take the Seahawks. What are you doing? But yet situationally, I wonder if this is kind of a dead spot for the Seahawks and, and, and one where the, the Cardinals get up. I mean, they're three and five. It's pretty much do or die for them. If they lose this, they're really in trouble. So uh, a tough game to handicap. I'll probably end up on Seattle, uh, but really not a lot of conviction behind it. You want a game that we were viewing very, very differently coming into the year, and I think you know where I'm going. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've only got two afternoon games for this Sunday slate in week nine. That's because everyone was funneled in thinking, oh, this Rams versus Buccaneers game, this is going to be a really good one. And if you're a schedule maker in like June, July, August, yeah, you were thinking that this was going to be a great game. This is not going to be quite that, as right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are between a two and a half and a three point favorite. Toronto's game is 42 and a half. I just look at this game and. Being able to get three points with the Rams just feels very appealing to me. I wish I had better logic for this, but you're essentially getting three points to go up against a 45-year-old quarterback at this point, which is 
what Tom Brady is. He's only thrown one interception, but if you've looked at it, he should have thrown way more than that. And I do think that there's a rude awakening coming on that front, but I just take a look at this game. Pair of very disappointing teams, but I do think that both of these defenses are going to be bearing down, and I think that for the Rams, just having Matthew Stafford in general being able to get a little bit of a bye a few weeks ago, he looked a bit better against the 49ers, and as strange as it sounds, I think that the Rams have a better, have just had a little bit of better form in general recently because of the Buccaneers and the actual competition that they've played. Yeah, this is a tough one because both of these teams are so, so flawed. I mean, you talk about two teams. Might be the worst running teams in football. I saw somebody saying, oh, the Buccaneers, they should, they need to run the ball more. That's what they need to do. No, the, the Buccaneers are the worst running team in football. You don't need to run the ball more. Don't do something that you absolutely possibly cannot do. Like, that is probably a bad formula. There are, there are very few guys in the NFL outside of quarterbacks who absolutely positively mean everything to the spread. So I need to see Cooper Cup practice before I even take any position on this game. You know, he, it sounds like he's going to be okay, dinged his ankle late in the game. What he was doing in the game, Sean McVay, what are you doing? What, what is this guy doing in the game when you're down 17 with a minute to go? So if, if Cup is healthy, if Cup practices in full, I'll feel pretty good about that. But I think he's going to be limited, and maybe that, maybe that means he's just not kind of the same player. He is a big-time impact player, especially in this Rams offense that has no running game. Still trying to figure out Allen Robinson. Tyler Higby ain't beating you if he's your top option. So... I'm leaning towards the Buccaneers. I don't love them by any means. They're, again, so flawed, but the Rams can't block anybody. They can't run the ball either. They have no options on offense aside from Cup, who's now hurt. I just, this is just a miserable, miserable game, honestly. And we thought, you're right. You're absolutely right. This was the marquee game, one of the marquee games of the season after what happened in the playoffs last year. It ain't anymore. This is just two teams that are just pretty much trying to survive at this point. Both teams are averaging fewer than 18 and a half points per game. Mm. That is, I, out of everything that we've seen this year, I think that's the most remarkable thing that I could say right now because both of these defenses, they've shown a heartbeat. They've been able to do a solid job. Both offenses have been far from terrific. So to your point about Cooper Cup, he has been the entire offense for the Rams. So that is very much worth taking a look at. How about if we take a look at this one, as I'm sure that when the schedule makers threw this one out there, they didn't think that it was going to be the world's most competitive game, and, well, the way that the line has moved, it certainly is not that, as it's the biggest line on the board. That would be the Eagles on the road against the Texans. Eagles are laying two touchdowns. This is a 14-point line with a total between 44 and a half and 45. I feel like I'm on this where you are with the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks game. The Philadelphia Eagles are no question. They are the better team in this one. They are the best team in the NFC. Thursday night football, having to travel to Houston, it just feels like it leads to a spot where the Eagles might be sleepwalking a little bit in this one. They might not be fully up for this one. I'm personally taking a look at 14 here, and I'm going to try to see if this gets up even further personally. I'm not sure if you've got any sort of stance here, but I think that the Eagles are going to be able to win this game, and I think that they could do so comfortably, but I think the number has just gotten up a little bit too high. Yeah, this is one of those where you just turn your brain off and say, there's a home underdog getting 14 points on a Thursday night. Okay, what are are you going to do? Are you really honestly going to take a 14-point road favorite on a Thursday night? Unless there's massive injuries for the Texans, and there's not. They're, I mean, they're perfectly reasonably healthy at this point. They're not good, but it's still 14 points for any NFL team at home is just too much for me. Greg, you know this, and I think you pretty much follow this too. 
anytime I see double digits in the NFL, I'm on the underdog unless you talk me into the other side. I just the, the NFL's too close, too unpredictable for me to be, lay you know double digit favorites too often, especially 14 on the road. I love the Eagles. Eagles are a great team. They were my Super Bowl pick out of the NFC before the season. I'm going to say that about a 500 more times because I love this Eagles team. It's one of the few things I absolutely nailed. But 14 on the road in a spot where they're going to—it'd be surprising if they're not a little flat. How couldn't you be? You know you're going to beat the Houston Texans in this spot. Whereas the Houston Texans are going to get up for a game. Maybe it's this one Thursday night. You're playing an undefeated team. This this feels kind of like their Super Bowl. They didn't trade away Brandon Cooks, who hopefully he's healthy enough to play. I know he was held out today. So I just think 14 is too much. Unless there's massive injuries, I'm taking pretty much. Every NFL team getting plus 14 in almost any spot you can And then we've got a line of between 12 and 12 and a half on this one. The Chiefs, they are going to be playing most of the Tennessee Titans. And I recognize the Titans have pulled out a lot of one-score games. And Ryan Tannehill most likely going to be back, probably not going to be fully 100%. But I just take a look at this spot, the way that Derrick Henry is running right now. And, I mean, the Titans, you can make the argument that they've been on a lot of one-score games. But if they make that field goal against the Giants, they could easily be a one-loss team right now. I just take a look at this spot once again. Should the Chiefs be able to win? Yes, but they have not proven over the last two years that they're able to cover these sorts of lines, and I feel very good about getting 12 here with Derrick Henry in the backfield. Absolutely. I mean, Derrick Henry, I thought, you know, coming out that foot injury, all these carries, he might, he has not lost anything, Greg. He is as good as ever. I love Derrick Henry. He's so great. And I'll tell you who else is great is Mike Vrabel. I have ultimate respect for Mike Vrabel. Now, obviously, Andy Reid's a great coach, too, but I think you're talking about a top-five coach in Mike Vrabel who's going to understand what he needs to do to keep this game close. As you alluded to, the only game that they've looked bad is at the Buffalo Bills in Week 2. Well, you know what? A lot of teams are going to look bad against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are great. So I look at this game as, yeah, no doubt it has to be the Titans here. Really well-coached team. Great Derrick Henry. They're going to play tough defense. And you're right, the, the Chiefs don't cover a lot of these spreads because the Lions are crazy inflated because they know the public loves Patrick Mahomes. They love the Chiefs. And their ATS record usually isn't very good when the Lions get this high. All about the Titans here. I think that's a great call by you. I'll be on the Titans for sure. And just like, you know, it's one of those games kind of like I can't explain you how the Titans are going to keep this close, but they will. They always find a way. They're not they're not even in the the Chiefs ballpark as a team. But I trust Mike Vrabel, trust Derrick Henry. I will keep an eye. I want to make sure Tannehill plays because I don't think Malik Willis is ready yet. But yeah, Titans all the way. And I also trust in you, Frank. Always appreciate the time here on VEASAN. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Greg. Always appreciate Frank Schwab joining the show. Does amazing work over there at Yahoo Sports. And coming up next on the Greg Peterson Experience, taking a look at a little bit of NBA for this Wednesday here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey fan, a basketball fan, baseball fan, or football fan, Bet Rivers has you covered on all of those. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey, First Goal, Score, Insurance, Friday Night, College Football, Bet Plus, Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network for things first. A big thanks to Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports for joining me in the last few segments, taking a look at all that we got in terms of the trade deadline in the NFL and turning it forward, looking at week nine, and then we're going to be taking a look at a little bit of baseball in hour number two. The lines for game four of the World Series are starting to populate, so we'll give you a little bit more on that front now. So we're going to be doing that in about 15 or so minutes, but I have to play, pay a little bit of lip service to the NBA because I personally, when it comes to the NBA, I am more of an in-game better, but I do think that there's one team that you can really bet pre-flop. Actually, it's not a team that you can bet pre-flop. It's just... You take a look at who they're playing, and you bet them pre-flop. I will get into that in a minute, but we certainly did see something very fascinating in the NBA on Tuesday. Steve Nash, he was ousted as the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sure that he was not very sad about that, to say the least, as to how everything has been going with that Brooklyn Nets team. They turn around on a back-to-back, so they didn't even can them on an off day or anything like that. They had to play against the Chicago Bulls, so Jacques Vaughn. Had to be the coach for the team in that one, as it looks like Mr. Yudoka from the Celtics is going to be taking over the reins there. When that is going to be, we don't know. But that said, the Brooklyn Nets, as a two-point favorite, they were unable to get the job done. Things looked 
very out of whack, to say the least, for the Brooklyn Nets. And I think that this is one of the most interesting ordeals that you're ever going to find because trying to integrate a coach from another team after about like eight, nine games into the season and trying to get him to be able to have a bunch of superstars fall in line, I think is just a recipe for disaster at this point. We know a lot about the behind the scenes thing and what happened with Yudoka in terms of his personal life, what happened in terms of that. It's not something that I am going to get into. This is trying to be able to spot value, not necessarily trying to cast good slash bad people in terms of morals, but not necessarily the world's most savory situation on that front. And now he's taking over an Etsy team that is currently two and six underachieving because they've got two fireballs of players in Kevin Durant along with Kyrie Irving who have been able to put up points time and time again, though I will say for Kyrie Irving. Boy, four points in the game that we saw against the Chicago Bulls. Not necessarily too terrific. It's becoming a point where when he plays in his own arena, there are folks that aren't necessarily cheering for him, to say the least. So that's you got to wonder if that's going to be weighing on him just a little bit as well. And things just do not look to be going well, to say the least, for the Brooklyn Nets. So I do think that unless we see a rather substantial move on the Brooklyn Nets, they could be able to provide quite a bit of value in betting against them. And the team that is really providing the value in betting against them didn't necessarily work out on Sunday. But I take a look at this spot, and I do think that it's a good one. The New Orleans Pelicans, they are going to be on the road playing against the LA Lakers, and the Pelicans are a three-point favorite. Total on this game is 229.5. You may have been watching the previous show that came up before mine, and it's a very good show. Live bet with Femi Obebefe, along with our good friend Wes Reynolds. Both of those guys do an absolutely amazing job. And towards back half of the show, they were talking about, as a better, you cannot be complacent. It's one of the worst things that you can do to just continue to trot out there the same thing over and over. Things that might have been working for you many, many years ago might not be working now. The LA Lakers are right now the NBA team equivalent of what they are talking about in terms of sports betting. They're trying things that they worked out many, many years ago, but here in 2022-23 NBA, it doesn't work out for them. They are by far dead last in terms of a three-point shooting percentage, and you just take a look at this roster. And it's a cluster you-know-what with them because they have absolutely nobody that can come in off their bench. They've given Matt Ryan minutes right now. Matt Ryan, who wasn't good at Notre Dame, and no, it's not the quarterback that is currently on the Indianapolis Colts, but, well, he's not necessarily on the Indianapolis Colts because he's not playing, though. I mean, I think that Matt Ryan of the Indianapolis Colts could give them as much as it, Matt Ryan that is currently on the LA Lakers, but this is just a poorly constructed team. They actually had a really good supporting cast around around LeBron James when they went to the bubble. Now you take a look at things, and it's just terrible. And you can tell that Anthony Davis is not 100%. It feels like he's grabbing at his back every single game. And when that's your main support, a guy who he's supposed to put the team on his back, but his back is very, very close to being broken at this point. Not a good ordeal. Meanwhile, you've got a New Orleans Pelicans team that they've won three out of their first four games on the road. If there is one thing that you do want to note, it's that Tyson Daniels, the very, very talented guard, a lottery pick for the Pelicans. He's right now dealing with a little bit of an injury. We've only seen him in two games thus far this season, so that does limit them a little bit, but been very impressed by Jonas Valanciunas this season, what he's able to bring to the table for this bunch as he, just over the years in general, has been able to do a nice job in being able to expand his game to the outside. He's doling out the ball a little bit more. He's had multiple assists in each of the last five games. Not a guy that is known 
we're necessarily dishing it out as well. And you can tell that CJ McCollum, ever since he's gotten away from Portland, this guy's really taken off. I always felt like he had star potential in him. If you watch him at Lehigh, he was always a guy that could be a massive game breaker. And now that the ball is in his hands a lot, he has really been able to produce. If you're looking for perhaps a little bit of a player prop, we shall see where this one comes out at. But perhaps over on CJ McCollum assists, he has had nine plus assists in three out of his last four contests. And then when it comes to the LA Lakers, I mean, even though LeBron James has spent over half of his life in general in terms of just years on planet Earth in the NBA, he's still been very good. I mean, if you're looking at player props and guys that you're still able to go over on, you're still able to do so with LeBron James because he's still putting up great numbers. He's still is one of the most productive and one of the best players in general in the NBA. The problem is he just, in terms of GM LeBron James and trading away all the guys that helped him be able to win in the bubble for, well, he was able to get a little bit out of Russell Westbrook, and that's about it. It's just a massive, massive bad ordeal for the LA Lakers. Once again, it's a fade of the LA Lakers. I am always a stand for in-game NBA betting rather than taking a look at a pre-flop. You're going to notice, though, the one thing that I'm going to be giving out for VEASAN's pickets at a glance in terms of the NBA, probably going to be this. I might give out a few fades of the Brooklyn Nets as well, but and that's the only thing that I could really advocate for betting pre-flop right now in the NBA. Just fading this Lakers team into oblivion, and at this point, fading the Brooklyn Nets into oblivion. They've been the most profitable things in the NBA over the last two years because you take a look at the stars, you take a look at Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and you think, oh, there's no way these guys could possibly suck. But you take a look at what's around them, and you're like, oh my gosh. They're surrounded by absolutely nobody. And we think of the NBA as such an individualistic game. And it doesn't matter what level of basketball it is. It could be your son or daughter's AAU basketball. It could be high school basketball. It could be college basketball. Heck, we saw with the Olympics team when they went to Japan and they were able to get the gold medal. But you may recall those exhibitions that they had out here in lovely Las Vegas. They were losing to countries like the Nigerian company. And the big reason why is that like the Nigerian team, they had better chemistry. They had been playing together with each other a little bit more. Meanwhile, the U.S. team, it was thrown together on the fly. They needed those exhibition matchups to be able to get things down. There's been no cohesion whatsoever with the Nets and the Lakers. So even though you've got two superstars on both of those teams, with not having anything around them whatsoever and having just pretty much a turnstile in terms of the guys that are around them, it doesn't allow them to be able to have a winning formula. It's why year in and year out in the NCAA tournament, you always see these teams that they've got a bunch of guys that they've been around for a long time. They might not be your lottery pick guys, but at the same time, they've got a little bit of ability or they're your fringe top 100 guys. We saw with Kansas last year. We saw with Baylor two years ago. The reason why those teams win the NCAA tournament is because of chemistry. And that's right now something that is completely eluding the LA Lakers and for that matter, just anything coming off the bench is eluding the LA Lakers, and it is currently eluding the Brooklyn Nets as well. So that is my dissertation. Hopefully you guys had, at the very least, a little bit of entertainment there, and I do think that we've got to hit upon our recent pro tip here. We were talking about it a little bit earlier in the hour because, I mean, we just had everything go on in the sports world, everything that's happening with the Nets, everything that's happening in Major League Baseball with the Philadelphia Phillies out two games away from winning the World Series, and that'll be brought up very much in our number two as we're going to be taking a look at game four of the World Series, but we saw a lot in the NFL, and the pro tip for this hour is, in terms of a lot of the trades that we saw in the NFL from Tuesday, where it's really going to be impacting these lines, 
not necessarily week nine. Take a look at the week 10 look at lines. If you notice the week 10 look at lines, they have not really moved too much. Now, I recognize that this is going to be a little bit difficult for those trying to get a substantial amount of money down. You're not going to be able to do quite as much of that. So I do apologize on that front. But that said, where you can really find value with teams that made trade deadline acquisitions are these week 10 lines because they're actually going to be more productive in week 10 trying to get down all the plays the playbook what have you and something that we're going to try to get down and some winners in the mlb we're going to be taking a look at game four of the world series next here on the great peterson experience on beeson the sports betting network check out the beeson store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion we have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find... Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.